all about the journey Ain't nothing changed but the weather The dangling carrot that hang from the rear view Hey guys, welcome to Hey Shooter, where we talk about your journey to the sun. I am your host, Sanati. And I'm Diaco. I'm Jen. I'm Tato. Hi, ladies. How are you? We're good. I'm awesome. As good how as... How are you? I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm alive. As good as can be. Yeah, girl. The sun is out today, so in my book, that's like another good thing about the day, you know? exactly like we're not all cooped up in like jackets and yeah um it's quite warm today my apartment is just very really cold so that's why i'm also just yeah wearing this heavy jacket <laughs> all swagged up but it's all good yeah i'm just you know <laughs> drip or drown so. <laughs> now is there anything that you guys are there any hidden talents that you found out now during like this corona time Hidden talents. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. Like for me, okay, I'll go first. For me, I used okay. to suck at running. I used to, like, I almost puke when I was running. I was so bad. I don't even know <laughs> how I made it onto the hockey first team. I was horrible. But now <laughs> I'm like out here, 10Ks, my cassette, you know what I mean? So <laughs> for me, that's one thing that I was like, oh, okay, I can actually do this. Hmm. I'm very good at baking. Um, that's one thing I I, <laughs> I, I, I realized that actually uh-huh. I need to I actually need to monetize the skill really. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I think that's the main one. Everything else is stuff that I've always been doing. It's just that um, like the whole working out thing actually. I don't know. The only thing that I have started taking up recently is running because I also used to hate it. Not that I used to want to puke, but I used to just hate it. And now I'm getting into the groove of it. Yeah, I want to be like you guys, you know, 10Ks, whatever. So it's just, I think it's just been a nice time to explore different things. I can't say I've discovered anything. I can't sing it still. So. (laughs) (laughs) And you, Jen? Um, I think it's been a lot of like self-exploration, you know, you have nowhere to go except deep, you know, you go inside because outside is not a thing, right? So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's closed. So where else do you go but inward? So I think I've not so much talents, but I think I'm enjoying the way I've learned more about myself. Some of the stuff has been ugly, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're all about that self-love, but sometimes the self-love is also acknowledging the dirty bits. Mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed it. And also like learning some kind of self-control because you're in, you're in one space all the time. Yes. And you're like, that cupboard with the sweets, it calls constantly. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not okay. At work, I'm not this person, you know? And it's like, how do I... How do I keep myself in check? How do I keep myself constantly accountable to myself? And I think I'm I'm proud of myself because I've learned some semblance of self-control. Um, mm-hmm. I've been I've just finished one month of a three-month eating plan yesterday. I'm in month two today. It was zero carbs, zero sugar, zero dairy, zero alcohol, zero everything. And I had my first cup of tea today and it was like my pupils dilated to triple the size. Yeah. And every I, I felt like I could vibe colors. I was like, this, this is wild. Um, self-control. <laughs> it was amazing because I feel like I just got a bit of like a restart, you know. That's really And that was cool. Maybe I should so. um similar to Jen, I think I've been doing a lot of like self um what do you call it? Like introspection. Exploration. Like self-introspection okay. and yeah, I'm just Oh, guys, a lot of things happen in my day. Like, I'm always working. Like, even in the night when people are sleeping, my mind is just... So I guess it's it's quite cool getting to know yourself. But yeah, mm. it sucks because I can't leave my space. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. 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 And like you guys keep saying that outside is closed. So now all we have to do is like look inside and like there's all these conversations. And I feel like in as much as we've been sent to the corner 
and we're told, okay, you know what? The world has been wild. You guys need to calm down. Mm. I think that's what Corona is telling us. Now <laughs> need to calm down. Hush <laughs> up. Yeah. So in as much as that's happening, there's also so much noise um, about things that people have always been talking about, whether it's Black Lives Matter, whether it's sexual violence, you know, all these things that people have been crying about. Mm. And only now I feel that more people are like, listening because they have nothing else to do but to listen and be like okay there's a exactly yeah. yeah so i mean that's that's one good thing that people are actually you know like listening mm. and i was on twitter the one day and there were like threads of people being human traffic and i was like how about you? i thought wow. everyone was indoors when when are people <laughs> like come on I, I, was, I, was, I, was, yeah. I was actually thinking even thieves are like, you know what, let's just sit down and, but no man, people are still out here doing the most. Mm. Mm. It's quite sad. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately the world stopped being wild for like a, a small population, <laughs> a small group of people. So everything else is still continuing. Like there's no COVID. Mm. It's, it's absolutely nuts. Mm. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. So I wanted us to actually talk about this whole um, human trafficking thing. Like, okay, you know what, what it's about, go into it and talk about our experiences. Because I feel like we don't have to wait for like a professor so-and-so or the organization what, what, to come and tell us all these things. Because mm-hmm. we live these things, especially as black women, we, li- we live these things every day. Every single yeah. day. And we're always talking about these conversations. So like, why not, you know, put it on tape and record it and, you know, maybe play for our, our daughters one day and be like, hey, this is how mm. we used to live. This is what you should look out for. This is what, this is what the real world is like and mm. you should be ready for it. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, sure. So from the, if you want to take it and kind of meld the two together, not a professor of any kind, but to kind of put the socio-academic together, we've got to break it down, you know, the human trafficking has been such a problem for for centuries. Mm-hmm. So at some point when international organizations started becoming a regulatory thing for sovereign nations, we put some measures in place to go, okay, let's have a global understanding of what these things are. Mm-hmm. So for human trafficking, there's a specific definition that like the UN works with and it's from, it's from this organization or this convention called the protect the protocol to prevent suppress and punishing trafficking in persons so this defines the recruitment transportation transfer harboring receipt of persons by means of threat use of force other forms of coercion abduction of fraud deception abuse of power so already just in the definition there are levels there are layers yeah. Uh, we can associate human traffic to so many situations maybe we've experienced personally or things that we've seen where you're like, I didn't feel okay about seeing that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, just the idea that there's an intersection between human trafficking and rape and that there's coercion, force, yeah. a lack of consent involved mm-hmm. tells you that this has become entrenched in our societies mm-hmm. and there are so many ways that it happens. You know, we're not just talking about sexual exploitation, but it's, you know, when you break down sexual exploitation, it's also forced marriage of child brides, Mm -hmm. which is only now in certain areas, like of India, it's officially being illegalized, you know, and that's, it's 2020, you know, how did we get to the point where child marriage is only becoming a thing we talk about as an illegal construct, you know, that both, girls who have just got their periods are immediately ready to be sent down the conveyor belt of child brides and communities. And, you know, it's not just the sexual side, it's forced labor, it's human trafficking for organs. You know, these, these kinds of things, they are black marketed, Mm -hmm. they're underground, but I think the scariest thing about them is that they're underground, but the only reason why they continue to thrive Mm-hmm. is that there are people in authority who are actually a part of these rings yes. and they allow it to happen because I mean ultimately you need people mm-hmm. you need connections you need contacts to help you mm-hmm. and so 
this is what we're working against. We're not just working against the bad guys. We're also potentially working against our state security, against our airlines. You know, it's a ring that is just, it's around us all the time. We're working against the people who work in, in shopping malls, you know, people who scout and you don't even know they're scouting. Yeah. Um, so so many levels. Hmm. And just to give you some stats, um, so we'll get the ugly things out of the way because <laughs> we want to talk about real life. But um, the counter trafficking data collabor- collaborative has a global data hub on human trafficking. And as at the 3rd of July this year, there were 108,613 individual cases they knew of, of human trafficking. This spanned 164 countries of exploitation and victims of 175 nationalities. So this is global. There's only like, a, like I think just under 200 countries in the world. So there are 175 nationalities of people who they've accounted for as victims of trafficking just as of just about a month ago. And, and then trends the from the last... These are the ones that have been reported. So chances are... Yes, exactly. Where, yeah. Yeah. Just like with COVID and just like with sexual and gender-based violence, the numbers just scratch the surface because they're only known numbers. They're only known reported cases. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know how far deep that Pandora's box goes. And then just some more feedback from there's um, trends from 2007 to 2017, there was a decrease in cases of forced labor, a dramatic incline mm-hmm. in sexual exploitation from 2016 to 17. So I think that might be interesting from an academic point of view to find out you know, what happened between 2016 and 17 that there was such a rapid spike. And then the highest number, they have lots of infographics that are super helpful for us to be able to conceptualize human trafficking at a global scale. And the age, the age groups that are victims of trafficking, they found the highest number of trafficked people or trafficked persons are people aged between 15 and 17 years old. So these are obviously already minors. Mm. Yeah. But then you also see the value of that age group you know why is it that age group why is there such a spike in abductions and in trafficking Mm. if you're looking at sexual exploitation and child marriages and forced marriages the younger you are the better because there's some longevity across the board with trafficking the younger you are the more the longevity works in your favor for the ring but also for forced labor and for organ harvesting you want to be getting you know that prime cut you know it lasts you as long as possible you get Mm. you get more bang for your buck basically i'm gonna traffic all these people they're easy to coerce as well at that age group and also really half the victims so this is obviously working with the hundred over 108,000 individual cases this database has that half those victims were under 26 years old yeah so it's it's a problem for our young people. Like it's a really really big problem, and I'm I'm glad we're talking about it. Yeah, that is so crazy. So now, yeah. like, how do you spot it? How do you make sure that you're not a victim of human trafficking? What can you do on your part to be like, okay? How I, do they choose their victim? Like, it's quite crazy that they have a criteria of, you know. Maybe they need you to have like a ponytail or I don't know, weird little Yeah. The pits. Yeah, it's quite I also used to wonder such things. I remember the when I first um moved to Joburg, mm. I had to go to the taxi rank. I tried by all means not to look like I'm new to that area. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to blend in so that I do not look like I am vulnerable or Mm-hmm. gullible or whatever to anything. I did not talk to anyone, but you know, I tried to. You can't look like you. you <laughs> yeah, but then you can't live like that. You can't live constantly being on edge. But unfortunately, you have to because it's people doing wild things like Jen has just um, described. To go buy face products, mm-hmm. then go and mm. wake up in India, city Chile. Like, what the hell? It's crazy. And like another thing that Jen mentioned, <laughs> another thing that Jen mentioned about um, 
Indian like young mm. girls mm. being getting married and becoming Indian brides, you know. Tradition is another thing that we have to yeah. work against because in so many of our traditions oh, yeah. it's been a thing that like in Sesotho there's this term it's called which is basically you as a girl some guy and maybe his home kidnaps you just come and kidnap you and then you're married you're married now One. so they kidnap you you get oh, to the yeah. house and the family accepts you and they're like oh okay so this is the new bride welcome to the house mm. and it's it's and sometimes yeah if you refuse they might torture you or do whatever mm. so the easiest thing is to just oh, be like hi right, my boy you my man for life let's go but <laughs> so I think that frustrates me about that culture. So in the past, I think, uh, well, this will probably be a topic for another discussion in terms of how traditions have been, I don't, um, I don't want to say misinterpreted, but misused. Let me say that because in the, originally that tradition was actually a consensual act. The family typically would, um, like the girl and the guy would actually know each other and consent to the fact that, okay, I want to marry you and this is how it's going to happen. Yeah. She would probably let her family know. So it was always in the past, in the past used to be a consensual thing. Then of course, um, we evolve as a society and unfortunately when we evolve, we start yeah. to pick up different things, um, from yeah. other cultures or something like that. So, mm yeah yeah some people will blame it on colonialism some people blame it on westernization some people blame it on whatever so unfortunately yeah that's what happens with 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 such cultures and it's very sad because like um yeah the modern interpretation of it is really messed up <laughs> let me just say that it's it's borderline gender-based it's not borderline it's part of gender-based violence yeah so it's, it's very sad because it's very sad how those kind of well-meaning traditions actually um become misused like that yeah do you think that kind of thing happens you know the kind of the devolution of a really wholesome concept or wholesome process do you think the devolution or the de-evolution of it happens because of maybe historical things you know like with colonization with slavery you know people had their individual agency and power taken away from them. And do you think maybe it might happen because people are trying to find power vacuums wherever they can, mm. you know, to say like, right, mm. my destiny was taken away from me here, here and here for my grandfather, my great grandfather. And now yeah, there is a yeah. power vacuum thing that used to be like very wholesome and actually a wonderful part of our culture, but now let's exploit it and turn it into something that I can benefit from. Yeah, yeah I think I actually genuinely agree with that. It's like just trying to grab back as little power from anywhere as we possibly mm -hmm. can. And to add on that, on that, I think another thing is that a lot of the practices or customs that were done, they were just passed on without the knowledge mm, that lack okay, of this knowledge. is why we did one, two, three, four. So now people just do stuff and then they, they are comfortable just taking the bits and pieces they like. They're like, oh, this, this works for me. Oh, this makes me feel more powerful. Mm. Not understanding why you know, certain things are done. Yeah. So that, then it gets to a point where it's as though people are just creating all these things that benefit them and make them feel happy and don't care about, you know, why. This person's feeling. Yeah. Or why we even started yeah. doing things this way in any case. Mm. Yeah. So, the yeah. obedience culture. Mm -hmm. so true and now speaking of like like just being careful also i remember i was listening to a podcast by oprah and she was talking about listening to our intuition mm. that as women we have to listen to, as humans actually we have to listen to our intuition with with animals when it's about to rain or when they can sense fear they react with us, you sense fear and you're like, no. You go straight. You right yeah. into it. You're like, no, let me know. Like, I, I, I feel weird, but you're here. Why? Hey. Why? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's something that's need to learn. But it's not always black or white. You know what I mean? No, but like, you will get that feeling. You w Something inside you will say, I am what I said. This one. Mm. And you'll be like, oh, no, it's this thing. Oh, <laughs> okay. You'll die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like when you walk into the house and you're like that light wasn't on when i left they're like no but 
maybe the electricity tripped and something happened. Yeah. But then you find there was actually in your house. Dream. So yeah, it's, it's tricky it's that thing. All the signs, mm. but you choose to not follow your intuition. That's why things will go south. So besides besides listening to your intuition, um, trying to not look like a victim in as much as you can. Do you guys think there are any yeah. other things that we can do to be like try to not find ourselves in those situations where we are a victim of such a horrible crime? Is there anything that comes to mind? I mean, those? to me, I think I just I, I would advise women to start learning how to fend for themselves. Join boxing classes, yay! Rather be ready. Yes, be ready because you can never you can never predict the future. You don't know what's going to happen. I might leave here going to the shop, maybe next thing some random guy comes through. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Always be ready and train your mind. I don't know. Well, it's not as easy as, you know, yeah. like I'm saying, but you just always need to be on edge. Like have your purpose. Yeah. I, think, I think what it is, I think what it is, is we also need to stop being, I don't know, it's, it's um, there's a book I was reading by Malcolm Gladwell where he was talking about the truth default and I think we can somehow link that. Yeah, so as human beings, I think we generally just always give people give things the benefit of the doubt yeah. like nah this guy walking towards me is not yeah. gonna kill me we're always thinking the best of things so i think we should just get out of that that default setting of mm. um like it's a benefit of the doubt of every situation just know just okay. be alert just understand okay things can go south Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to a place you're not used to going, do your research about the place that you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe talk to other people who've been there. Um, don't conduct yourself this way. This, of course, it's not foolproof, but at least we should be aware. Yeah. We can't just go into the world blindly. We need to be aware. So mm-hmm. I think that helps, maybe. And also being um, aware of your interactions, whether it's with strangers or, you know, I feel like with strangers, we always have our guard up to an extent. That's true. Um, that vigilance needs to be constant all the time. You know, you need to have eyes everywhere. You know, I constantly, because of all the videos you see on Facebook, you know, as soon as I get in my car, I lock the doors because yes. I've seen those people. They take five seconds to put their bag down and someone's at the back door already, you know? Like, you got to learn from the things you see. And so that vi- vigilance, you have to... S- you have to learn from the experiences you you see so that you don't have to learn from an experience you suffer yourself, you know? And so it's understandable that your guard will be up, I think, with people you don't know, but I think especially with people you do know. Be aware of those people who deliberately want to take you away from public spaces, Mm -hmm. you know? Whether it's a guy or a girl, I think we let our guard down all the time with women around us, you know, because you know, I would be a, I would be a beacon. I would be a safe haven for another woman, for my sister, the stranger. Exactly. But you don't know if it would work the other way around. And I think these girls, they walk up to you. Oh, girl, your handbag's so nice. Oh my god, oh my god. You're like, batum. Just distract. Let's go have lunch. In. That distraction. Yeah. Like what the hell? And then something Mm. Oprah also said that never get your. the perpetrator never let them take you to an, a second location, mm-hmm. a location that a different place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Try your level best to stay where. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um speaking on stay that, where you mm-hmm, Yeah, speaking on what Jen just said now, on you have to you always have to let have your guard on whether you're with strain whether you're around strangers or people you know. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of this whole thing of being strong, mm-hmm. eh? And I mean it's a bit of a <laughs> I guess it's not it's not as hectic as human trafficking. <laughs> hey. but in some light it's a bit dodge so jen i don't know if you know this term but we we know it's not <laughs> so stalk. now stalk. <laughs> so st- being stuck is basically, it's basically like say say guys are having a bride and they're like hey there's a lot of guys here we need some eye candy so they'll be like yo they'll call up someone and be like yo bring some stock over here, you know, so we can like, you know, check out the stock and be like, okay, what do I want type of thing, you know? And when you actually think about it, you're like, that's a, that's quite dodgy mm. because now, yes, you're saying, okay, people should bring stock or whatever. It's but dodgy you, if you're not going to tell stock or get stock. One, yes, you're not mm-hmm. going to tell. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And two, you don't have control over what the, uh, the next, the next person will do. You're probably just thinking, okay, I'm bringing girls so my party looks dope. But now, and you inviting that person. <laughs> if anything were to happen to that person, she's going to be like, yo, but your house. Hape invited me to this bride. Mm. So whatever happened at Hape's house, it's going to be on Hape. You know what I'm saying? You know? And it's, it's always good. It's actually really, it's, it's one of <laughs> it's always one of those scenarios that are low key, fa- like they're low key funny sometimes because you don't know what this person said to his friends when he said he should bring girls. Like, next thing you know, <laughs> respectable Senat is there and she's just no, but I mean, for me, um, if just respectable Senat is there trying to have a good time with her Bible and like in her handbag. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm just there for I can. But guys, if I'm stuck, yeah. tell me. Yeah. The tell me who the baby girl with the There's yeah. a bride guy guy. Who knows? I can never feel like bride meat. In fact, I'll never turn down bride meat. Remember when we went to Hearties? And so a friend of mine invited us to Hearties. When there was me, Ako, and two of our friends. And then these two guys. We get there, you know, it was a bride. We didn't know anyone, obviously. And then we're just bingling. And now I think when it was like towards nighttime, they're like, nah, let's just party till the next day and then come back to Joburg the next day. We're like, okay, fine. I don't know what happened, but we ended up sleeping in the car. And the next morning I was like, you know what's that? You were stuck. And clearly you were giving everybody bet. So nobody was like, okay, uh, they try not. <laughs> not even the couch, guys. You're not right. even the couch. We slept in the car and I was like, you know what? Today I was stalker. It's fine. And it happens. As long as you walk away from that situation unscathed and you're still fine, it's whatever. You charge mm-hmm. it to the game. Yeah. But now, like Diago's saying now, what about the times where things get so bad and you're like, this is a whole, it, it feels like, it feels like you're being sold. Mm. Even It's like, it's a proper transaction. Yeah. It feels like there's a whole transaction and mm. you had no <laughs> idea about it. Now you're within this situation and you're like, nah, y'all don't even know. <laughs> so I feel like you, you want to, you want to tell us something? Yeah. Guys, I'm going to tell you guys a story about this. Yo, I don't know if she's my cousin or yeah. Is she my cousin? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I moved to Johannesburg. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, mm, I'm not sure if you're really my cousin, but whatever. Yeah. So anyway, I moved to Johannesburg in 2017 and I was excited. First time living here. You know, you see Johannesburg on social media, on TV, and you're like, oh my God, I want to go to that party. I want to party with Bonang or whoever. Like, I just thought... You know, get rosy and things must pop. Shapu got to Johannesburg. I didn't have a job at the time. So I was doing commercial modeling at the time. So I used to go to the gym during the day. Mm-hmm. And like I had like a proper daily routine. You're okay, from 11 to 12 at the gym. So fine, this cousin of mine, she's like, Kohala, she's more five years older than I am. So obviously in my mind, she's like my older sister type of thing. Yeah. So then the one time she's like, no, um... I'm glad you're here. I want to take you out for lunch just to, you know, show you Johannesburg. Ah, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm excited. So, Shapu, we go to, I think it was Palazzo Hotel. First of all, I ain't never seen no, you know, buildings that big because the Sutu doesn't have that. So, now I'm here like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> hey? Anyway, Shapu, we got to the hotel. Um, Abare, her boyfriend was there or whatever. So, Shapu, we got there. The boyfriend's there. So I was with this other girl as well. So it was three girls and then her boyfriend, right? Do go, do go. Two niggas come through. Okay. I guess. So, wait, so, so now everyone has a person. Yes. Okay. So I, I guess it's a party. Yeah. Shapu, we're chatting, we're chatting. And then that happened. So what my cousin would do is like, when I did say around Thursday evening, she'd be like, oh no, send me your latest pictures, blah, blah. Like it was just a weird thing. And I thought, okay, ah, whatever. So she'd put up pictures on WhatsApp. But when a WhatsApp story, she'd put up pictures of all of us. Mm-hmm. Oh, Snati, she's so cute, my cousin. Oh, Tato, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you know? So for me, I thought, I mean, I guess... Yeah, I mean, we love differently. We yeah, but anyway. So yeah. that happened, right? And I'd always get a random call every Sunday at 2, 2 p.m. 
obviously Sundays I'm tired, we went out, I'm just in bed. So I'd get a call from a random guy who'd always be like, yeah, Diago, what's going on? You know when someone calls you like they know you and I'm like, but I, I ain't never seen number. this number before. So anyway, this guy would call me and then I ended up blocking the number. Sharpo, I blocked the number. And then the one Sunday, my cousin calls me around the same time. Hey, how are you doing, blah, I'm like, oh, no, I'm cool. I'm in bed, whatever, you know, hanging. Next thing, the guy who always calls me grabs the phone and is like, Diago, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, this voice sounds very familiar. Who is this? But anyway, I'm like, hey, guys, I'll talk to you guys later. Sharpo. And then, oh, this story is so long. But anyway, <laughs> summarize. So then at the time, my sister and I used to sell hair, right? So our other cousin was like, no, I want to buy a Brazilian tonto, whatever, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm at the gym because Nato was at work. So she says to me, my boyfriend is going to come through and pay for the hair. So this then, is another cousin. This is another cousin, not the one who, sell, who sold me. <laughs> but I just want you guys to understand how these stories connect. <laughs> so anyway... My other cousin says, no, my boyfriend's coming through. Um, he's going to pay for the hair. Please just give it to him, whatever, whatever. So Sharpo, this guy comes through. I'm at the gym. Cool, he comes through in some, you know, some nice car. I'm like, hey, bro, Anyway, Sharpo got into the car. Um, then on the way, he's like, no, I want to go past the garage. I'm like, okay, cool. But he made me, you know, when you're with someone, Ebe, he just makes you feel so uncomfortable. Like he was so vulgar mm-hmm. and like, you know, when someone undresses you with their words. So the whole time I'm like, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be weird about it because obviously I'm in his car. If anything were to happen, basically I'm dead. Yeah. So Sharpo were riding <laughs> along. Now he's like, no, he wants to go to some other garage. I'm like, but I thought you were paying for hair. I'm going home. Yeah. I'm sweaty. I'm from the gym. Anyway, Sharpo, then I was like, you know what, I felt uncomfortable. I'm like, you know what, let me just buy something to drink. Mm. Uh, bought some alcohol, then he ended up washing his car. So on the way, obviously, we're chatting. So I'm like, oh, no, I just moved here. I don't have a job. Um, I'm doing commercial modeling. He's like, no, I know people uh, in places. If you want to be a vixen, I'm like, my boy, no. A what? A vixen, vixen. video vixen. Like, you know, in music videos, I'm there like, hey. So I was like, no, I don't do that. Like, in, like commercials commercials yeah sharp boom anyway he starts being weird like suggesting things how he also has another business yeah yeah he'll offer me a job but now he's starting to say that um i should know okay once i get the job bro after hours basically i'll be lunch so i'm like wait are you already telling me okay you're gonna give me a job but i should know okay when people leave, now I need to pay my rent. One-on-one. One-on-one type of thing. So I'm like, okay, this is uncomfortable. Like, anyway, let's just take me home type of thing. Shabu, we get to my place. Um, he meets my sister. Oh, whatever, whatever. We bring the box of hair. Now we are, we are selling hair. We are in the business of selling hair. Hey, Brazilian, no guy is not there. Looking around. You know when someone is like, yeah, looking around and like, oh, that's a nice ink ink. So I'm like, hey, this is weird. Anyway, Shabu. Um, then he says to me, listen, uh, I'm going to set up your interview for tomorrow, 9am, and then you, you can come to the office, do your interview, then you're going to get the job. So obviously, I didn't tell my sister the full story because now I'm just like, I, I want this guy to leave. Shapo, he didn't buy the hair. I woke him out, I'm like, oh no, anyway, I'll see you tomorrow because I'm just like, Sharp, he leaves. So my sister's like, oh, I'm so excited for you. You got an interview. I'm just looking at her like, this one don't even know. Girl, don't know. Like, don't know. Sharp, <laughs> I, I was uncomfortable the whole night, like, no, man. But now I'm like, <laughs> so remember, this person is also my cousin's boyfriend. He came to buy hair. But now you're suggesting, you're going to give me a job. I'm going to bend over tables. What's going on? Sharp. Hey, was that what he was saying to you? Yeah, yeah like, he was very... Like, but I were in a joking manner, like, ah, and I'm just like, I don't know. You make me feel very uncomfortable. Sharp following day, guy calls me. I don't go to the to the interview. I block him. He calls my sister. Hey, he's just very aggressive the whole time. That happened, and then I blocked him. So I eventually tell my sister the truth of bra. This guy made me feel uncomfortable. I'm sorry. I'm not in the business of getting a job through. I'm sorry, like, I can't. Yeah. I need to feel respected at work and feel, you know, like I earned this. Yeah. 
Anyway, that happened. Mm. My cousin ne, is on WhatsApp. So she posts a picture standing so now this by. This is the first cousin. I feel like. The, oh, sorry. So oh, the, yeah, just to read. Yeah. The first cousin is the one that she used to go out with and. That I met mm. when they hired Palazzo Hotel. Yeah. Now, the second one is the one that sent this guy to come and buy hair. But instead of buying oh. hair, this guy was just being creepy. Yeah. And, you know, we're shopping. We're yeah. shopping for other things. We're shopping for other things. Yes. <laughs> so now you get a call from cousin number one. No, not a call. Cousin number one. No, cousin number one posts a, a picture on WhatsApp. Yeah. Where she's standing by the very same car I was in. But I didn't notice it because I was like, so I'm like, oh, girl, get your money. Well, 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 you know, I'm just mm. like, oh, you look nice. And then after I comment, she's like, oh, thanks, cuz, blah, blah, blah. Two minutes later, I get a call. Um, wow, I can't believe this. How dare you? This guy says he fucked you. I'm like, which guy? No, this guy, he says he was with you on Wednesday. And yeah, so I'm like, dude, why would you believe a nigga? Like, first of all, how do you even know this person? Because you never said you know this guy. Remember, there's a guy that calls me every Sunday at 2 p.m., ne? who will be talking whatever, trying to, and I'm just like, I don't know this person. So now, you know this person, and why are you, like, why are you concerned? From, from my point of view, I'm just like, Wait, who to, called you? Cousin number one called Cousin number one called me. I think oh, I commented okay. on her WhatsApp saying, that's yes. a nice picture, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then, I guess she had a conversation with this guy, oh, my cousin just said this. Then this guy says, oh, no, I was with her. I fucked her on Wednesday. Oh. Yeah, so she calls okay. me on some, dude, you fucked this guy. So I'm like, why would you even, you know? So I just dismiss her. I call my sister, I'm like, bruh, hey, hey, hey. So I'm basically dishing up the dirt. Shapo, what <laughs> happened? And then she calls me back and says, um, this guy is like, no, he actually has uh, videos and voice notes of us having sex. And he basically described our house. So I remember when he was in our house, he actually asked to use the bathroom. So I'm like, oh, no, man, it's straight down. Then he asked me when my, where my bedroom is. So I'm like, why do you want to see my bedroom button? Hey, man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was that. So my guy then describes to my cousin, no, they have a gray couch. They have a white carpet. This is what the house This is what like. the house looks like. So now my cousin's convinced over, yay, basically, I fucked this guy. This guy's like, no, I fucked him outside. Guys, imagine fucking someone outside complex by the car this is what this guy says right sharp so this is so I, wild <laughs> my cousin someone who i thought is an older sister like sharp at the time i was dating a guy he stayed in america guys two days later my boyfriend what are you doing in johannesburg hey hey you're out here fucking niggas blah 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 guys oh. <laughs> so i think in to summarize your story, um, she sold me to that nigga, and I'd get <laughs> texts, Bo, come to Hydro Apartments. I'm like, this chick. So every time she uploads pictures of me on her WhatsApp, it's like a catalog. Okay, this is how she, she looked today. Like, what the hell? But like, I don't even understand yeah, why guess. the guy had to go and lie. Eh? Like, I don't understand why the guy had to no, go I think and the lie. guy wants to be that guy. He chowed me. Mm. He chowed me, and, and I, it's, I know so much. I, I chowed her outside. I know how her house looks. They have a gray couch. They have. What are you going to gain? Also, my cousin, are you, are you, are you for real? Are you, I, I feel like there's also so many. Stories. I think she's mad that. I think she was mad at you because she probably feels, well, okay, this guy did this, but he's not paying me for this transaction. Oh, just okay, and that's, then, and I don't try to fall. Actually, fucking the guy. <laughs> So it was that thing, Yahori. Now you want my little cousin, and I'm here. Yo, guys, that she's that chick is messy, messy transaction. Bah. Imagine. You see, what you're describing is exactly what we were saying earlier. What what Janet said about like you think it'd be your own, basically, it'd be your own yeah sister, your own cousin, who's actually a, a part of these formal rings. That was something less serious than like if you were to be trafficked and. Do you know what I mean? And for him to go, I have videos, I have, and I, I kept on saying, send them. If you mm-hmm. have evidence, let's see it. Yeah. Why do you feel the need to go around and like ruin my reputation like that? Yeah. So much that you even tell my boyfriend. Wow. Like, nah, that was like, 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 like. His match didn't get paid. Mm-mm. 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 
want to watch the world burn honestly because he knows what that rumor will do to you exactly he knows what it will do to you yeah exactly like i had a, a similar situation with someone i also trusted um so this person basically she she was working on like a business thing and they i think it was like it was like a, an informal business meeting so she was like no i should come with it's just going to be dinner blah 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 so i never i never go anywhere like i go to places with the people i know whatever so i'm like oh you know what let me just go we go there for dinner and he is somebody that's he is he is well known in his well in his circles and in south africa so he's there with his bodyguards and we're sitting we're having dinner and then after dinner because and this is something that annoys me so much i don't listen to my intuition i'm always trying to see the good in people it's wild so mm. after dinner um this guy goes up to his hotel room and now he's like he's he he says something to his bodyguards they stay behind and then and then this guy's like no i should help him carry his bags upstairs so i'm like what nigga you have three bodyguards like what are you paying them what's the point you know what i mean and then so 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 instead of you know talking to him i'm talking to talking to this person um the person that i trusted and now this person is like no just just help him you know it's it's fine just you know just do it you know so she 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 didn't say in those words like okay just do it to make sure that my deal goes through but i could tell that you know i just be nice mm. let's just be nice to these people to make sure that my deal goes through and that i Bro. get what i want type of thing so me being sanati i'm like ah it's whatever i'm just going to take the bags upstairs and come back down go upstairs to get there and now this guy is like you know big papa pump you know <laughs> we get to his room and i think it was like, it was like all the way to the room we get to the room and this guy starts like kissing me i'm like whoa daddy whoa 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 whoa, whoa hold up whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and i'm like whoa. you know he's like no man it's 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 nothing you know i'm like what do you mean what are you talking about like i never like i think then it hit me and i was like i never signed up for this what the hell is going on this guy was so he was so pushy like i even lied i was like no i'm on my period he's like let me see i'm like what kind of person wants to say what if <laughs> what the fuck dog i'm like what and then like i said he was big papa pump so he pushes me on the bed and in my like a part of me was like ah this is it this guy is going to do what he wants with me and that's it and then another part of me was like oh hell no So then I'm here I'm putting up. I was like no, this is not how it's going down. I was like and then I and then I was like to him, do you realize that on my way up there were cameras everywhere and when I leave this hotel room crying and screaming, your name is going to be dented. I don't care about me because clearly you don't you also don't care about me but your name is going to be dented. Mm. And just after I said that, like he he switched. And then he and then he just got up and got off of me. and it was obviously very uncomfortable i left i went down and i and then i spoke to this person that i was there with i was like dude what what's going on what just happened and all the person said was no he wouldn't make you do something you don't want to do and i promise you this happened 2 2 years ago 2017 sound like what happened dude and i couldn't i couldn't even it was something that i didn't even talk about because i felt first of all I shouldn't have gone upstairs. That is so You shouldn't have left the house cuz you didn't even want to leave the house. I didn't want to leave the house. Mm. I shouldn't have gone upstairs with him, but I'm like even if I was being nice, no one has the right to do that. Mm. And I also felt like this was a transaction that was done above me, like I was not even consulted. Like come on. Now I'm in this situation where this guy feels he has the right to do that to me. Mm. And I was, you know, like And you don't even know if that person got paid everywhere now you're just yeah or is this like part of yeah. the deal like what the hell i was yo i was just so traumatized it be so, the one what you're describing reminds i don't know um if you guys watched the jeffrey epstein documentary on netflix that's exactly what like the yeah. girls were going through and the lady who was the mutana transact like just recently got arrested really? and she- Chances are she's probably she's probably going to get I don't know. I don't know. It's just wild. Like what you're describing 
reminds me so much of what I saw in that documentary. So now how do you trust the God with people that you should be trusting? Mm. Like, like, exactly. Yeah, like we mentioned earlier, I would, I would never do, do such a thing to the next person. Mm. You know what I mean? So now mm. how do you know that? Okay. You know what? I should not trust so-and-so or like, why are we not respecting mm. one another? And I mean, granted, there are people that are willing to do that. There are people that are like willing to sleep for money or do whatever. Ask the person. Mm. If I'm down with it, I'll say, yo, I'm my down boy, with it. What's my cut? Let you me know, let's find it. You know, you know what, what I'm mean? saying? Yeah, like, what's the, fun, what's the fun in not letting me know what you're hey, going yeah, into? Like, you're just dark. traumatizing me. Yeah, that is dark. And it reminds me of another story. <laughs> this person was very young, and they would go to... And this is something that happened, I think, last year, late last year. So... This person got a job with a very famous Santin club. And basically they were like, we want you to bring people to our club. So the person was like, okay, what's the deal? Basically you call up people, you guys go for dinner. After dinner, you come through to the club and you have your section, you have drinks. And then after that, we give you money. I mean, to anyone, it sounds like a dope like, deal. Like, okay, I'm getting paid. I, I need that job right now. I'm getting paid to party, to eat and party. What? What? You know what I mean? And now, especially to somebody who's young. Because now, for someone like me, I'm going to be like, nah. Hey. I understand business. What are you guys getting from this? I'm sure you don't just need to see people in the club. You need people to be paying and making it rain in the club. Mm. You know? So fine, this person took the job and... Uh, I think for like four weeks, so like for the first two weeks, holler at people and be like, yo, y'all want to go to the club? And these are like young kids. Also, so obviously they don't have... To add, Jorge, they, they, they gave this person a ratio, Jorge. bring six girls and four guys. Oh, like, yeah. They always... You yeah, know, it has to be like six girls and four guys. They always now, give you like a ratio, maybe seven girls, three... Like it's always yeah, it has to calculated. Be more, more girls than more guys. Girls than guys. So now, even the the people that this person is bringing in, it's like young people who obviously on a, on a random day wouldn't have the money to actually go to this club. Mm. Yeah? Fine. So this oh, thing happens, this thing happens. And for like the first two weeks, it's fine. You know, it happens. Shop, shop. On the third week. Now this person calls up somebody that they actually know personally from, from back at home. So this person's not from here, from, not from Joburg. So they call somebody that they know from back at home. They're like, yo, dude, I know you just moved to Joburg. You know, let's Wanna have a go good time. Type of, thing. type of thing, you know? So the person's like, okay, the girl is like, okay, fine. I'm going to come through. They go for the dinner. The dinner happens. After the dinner, they go to the club. Now, as they enter the club, now this, this person only realized, like in hindsight, like, wait, actually, every time we went into the club, it was always separate the girls and, and the guys. guys. So it was always the girls first. They would go in. And then the guys will go in. So now after the dinner thing. So now when the guys go in, they just go chill by their, de- their table. And now they assume that the girl's probably chilling by themselves. Mm. Or they found friends they know, yada, yada. Ganti, these girls are actually being shown to different tables. And they're told, you go to that table, you to go, go to that table, there. type of thing. There's already a scary man there, like, you know. So now this one time, <laughs> that, so this one time that this person invited the person that he knows, um, like this girl from back at home. He's, you know, when they get to the club, starts chatting and like, yo, dude, where are you at? This person's not answering. He walks outside. This girl's on her phone talking to the sister and she's very, very angry. He's like, yo, what's up? Where are you? The girl's like, what do you mean? These people told me to go sit with some other random guy and go entertain him, basically. The guy's like, no, but I invited you. What's going on? Type of thing. And it was like, nah, you're not going to be sitting with random people. You're going to come sit with us. And then they spend the whole night together. So that was like the first red flag for him to be like, no, that's weird. Why would they be so adamant that this person should go entertain other guys? Oh, and they didn't get paid that night because they didn't bring enough girls. They didn't bring enough girls. (laughs) So they didn't get paid. I think that was the next night. That was the fourth night. But like, yeah, so basically, that's that's what was going on. Um, yeah, because the third night, this was this girl, and he was like, okay, that's a bit dodgy. The fourth night, that's when they did not get paid because they didn't bring enough girls to the club. And then that's when you realize, you know what, this is actually all a scam to bring young girls into the club. Mm. So now they're making it seem like, I'm okay, sure they we're going spike for dinner, drinks. 
we're going for dinner and then you guys are going to the club and then the, 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 these pimps that brought these kids to the club, they get paid their money and that's it. And I was like, this is so disturbing because now they are recruiting young pimps, young boys and girls into becoming pimps. Because even in the club hierarchy, there's like different levels and I was, I was just so shocked because when I, honestly, when I go to the club, I've never seen it that bad. I just go with my friends and it's always relatively right, safe. But you will wonder, well, how the hell did this young girl who looks five years old, yeah. champagne, you know, <laughs> the outfit, you're just like, mm. yeah. anyway, it's none of my business. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. not here for that. Yeah. So I just, I just feel like um, with anything, like we keep saying with anything, people should talk because mm. I mean if you're if you're up for being sold or whatever and you want to get your cut then fine that's that's you doing you mm. but now I just have a problem with being tricked into this whole scheme and now because yeah. now yeah because things could end really bad it mm. could go zero to a hundred now it's like on to like human trafficking vibes and where now you were just seeing me as stock or just your stalker is now you know being harvested for like organs and shit you know what i mean it'd be the ones yeah yeah it'd really be the ones it'd really be the ones like that's nah, crazy but yeah that's I think, I think <laughs> the yes, worst yeah. thing about the situation is like the person you knew obviously they could highlight the toxicity in their job because that's mm-hmm. also like the first thing with trafficking like if it's too good to be true Mm-hmm. it's probably too good to be true you exactly. know they are pitfalls and the better it sounds the chances are proportionately the shit is that much worse mm-hmm. you know the consequences for you but yeah. i think with the person you know in this situation you know they had they trusted their intuition and it's also like in writing my masters and doing all the studying and things and teaching kids about gender-based violence mm-hmm. the thing that like oprah's podcast you know i'm a huge advocate for trusting your intuition Mm -hmm. because your body is working with vibrations Mm -hmm. chemical reactions energies that seem stupid Mm -hmm. but you would not be feeling on edge if your body didn't sense something that you needed to feel on edge about Mm -hmm. and like the worst thing is is that when they frame it in in the context of like paid employment Mm -hmm. how many people have the choice to turn that up exactly you know mm-hmm. and so they can say well you did this by choice this is your job you could go work packing packing groceries if you wanted to but this is your job exactly. you know and really taking advantage mm-hmm. of the plight of poverty yes. and taking mm-hmm. advantage of unemployment mm-hmm. and that's why like we need to like dig deeper on why this happens because people who do it, sometimes they do it, like you say, they do it unknowingly. They're being groomed without even knowing they're being groomed Mm -hmm. because they just were doing it for a paycheck. You know, there's, there's black tax, there's now COVID. Like, how are you going to turn down a job? That is so true. eh? Yeah. And, and unfortunately it, it takes you listening to your intuition, but to, to see that there, that there's something like really, really wrong with what's going on. But Mm -hmm. if you're desperate, like, you're ignoring everything except the warning bells of groceries, bills, family, mm. school fees, life. Mm. That is so true. And it's not their fault. It's not their fault. We've been- I don't know if you guys know about the activist from the UK, Jamila Jamil. Yeah. I don't know if you know yeah. about that. Yeah. So yeah. She, she, I love this phrase that she has. Mm-hmm. She calls it um, double agents of the patriarchy. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think, the thing we need to be most careful of. And, you know, we're talking about this, but we can't actually just like, as women, the four of us, you know, you can't solve this problem. We can talk about solutions, but you can only do what you can do. Some of it is just far beyond our reach. But I think where the double agents of patriarchy idea comes in shows us an element of where we can be part of the solution Mm -hmm. that we are so disconnected. Mm-hmm. And we need to, for the sake of our sisterhood, reconnect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because the idea of the, the double agents of the patriarchy is the idea that there are women, women who perpetrate mm-hmm. toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and the pitfalls of patriarchy for, for whatever reason, whether it's because they've grown up 
like with this being part of like the core tenets of their beliefs and their tradition and their community that things are patriarchal. So I um, am an advocate for this and this is where I live my life. Or it's because it's, a, it's, it's their own protection mechanism. Like I need to protect myself from dangers of patriarchy or I need to protect myself from the dangers of human trafficking or gender-based violence. So therefore I will put on the mask of patriarchy and be on the inside so that mm. I save myself but then it's another woman and not me yeah or you know like but another thing about a power grab and power vacuums like there's very little power historically in being a woman even though we are creators and life forces there's very little power that comes with like being a woman especially class citizens yeah yeah so to take on the guise of I'm going to be a part of these rings. I save myself, but I also grab on a little bit of power where there is none. You know, whereas the idea is you shouldn't be going there because that's our problem. Let's bring some here, you know? And like, I think about it like when we, when we were in high school, when I was in matric, there was, we came from a very small grade. And um, another thing, like on a quick side digression before I even go into that story <laughs> like I find that I've been generally safe from these things mm-hmm. but that's because I'm a homebody and I go out very infrequently and I have a low alcohol tolerance so I don't drink a lot mm-hmm. but why does the onus need to be on me to keep myself safe you know there's this dichotomy that you're either at home and you stay safe or you are a party girl. And so in some way you asked for what you went through. And I hate that. I hate that so but much. Yeah. Find that whole argument and the idea of boxing women. It's not even a spectrum anymore. It's category A and category B. Mm. You know, it's not even a spectrum. Mm. It's just one and two. Yeah. And I, I don't understand how this is an argument. This is a narrative that still exists. It's so exhausted. It's so flawed because that doesn't even account for the fact that the, the greatest prevalence of gender-based violence and people going through some kind of pseudo-trafficking is intimate partner violence mm-hmm. or by someone that you know. So how do I, when that di- dynamic, do I account for an uncle, a brother, a father, a boyfriend? If I'm at home, how is that still my fault? Mm-hmm. But in any case, like that's just something I'm sick and tired of, and I'm working my way to getting that a thing we don't need, like as a thing we don't even talk about anymore because it's old. It doesn't apply. Mm-hmm. But it like, definitely doesn't apply. Mm-hmm. But like going back to when we were in high school, mm-hmm. um, I remember our grade went out, and one of the girls was particularly drunk. Mm-hmm. And she was surrounded by all these guys. And I think because there was a semblance of familiarity potentially with the guys and with knowing the people in the grade, they yeah. were like, oh, she be hoeing out because she drank too much and yeah. love your life, girl. You made this for yourself. Yeah. But it got me thinking, like, with this whole dynamic, mm-hmm. we've been taught to mind our own business so much. What about contexts where you know, it's not like your whole grade in a club or it's like your whole crew, but it's like strangers. You've just gone with you and your small clique of mates and you see another girl, like she's drunk and she's surrounded by all these guys. Your first thought goes, blood shame instead of, is she okay? Exactly. Mm. And that is the way I feel like we combat, because in ourselves, we are double agents of the patriarchy because we, we've been taught to slut shame first yeah. instead of asking the question of, is she okay? Yeah. Because yes, you drank a lot, but so did that guy, but he's not afraid of being raped or trafficked or drugged, yeah. you know? I can't be accountable for what you've done, but as me observing what is going on here, I need to see if you're okay, Mm. you know? Mm. And that happened last year, I think, I was driving to the coast with my mom and we stopped to fill petrol at a garage and I wasn't comfortable. It it, it happened shortly after, I don't know if you guys remember the story of the woman who escaped human trafficking because she went to the bathroom and wrote a note on the serviette for the air hostess. And it was the air hostess who was super observant, who noticed Mm. that there was something this goal so that was a story that happened last year and it got so much coverage and so from then I was like 
it is my job as a woman because I'm paying attention. I've made it my life's passion to care about gender dynamics, women empowerment in a, in a holistic and wholesome way. I need to also look out for these things. And so we were going to full petrol and we stopped in the shop and there was this little girl there. She must've been like 12 or something. She was tiny in frame and she was being held like on the forearm by this big drunk guy. Mm. And I got immediately concerned. And like my whole family knows like when Jen starts, they're like, okay, it's like feminism. And you know, like they get exhausted, (laughs) but bless my mom. Like she's always on board with, like things I have to say because she knows where they come from and I was kind of telling my mom like you know just I'm not okay like something looks funny here you know look at the way this guy's holding her she's looking down you know all the things that I was advised to look out for in human trafficking so I was like I'm not okay with this so then as a woman unfortunately like we have no power you have to have allies in men, you know, we have mm-hmm. to have those allies who help us. And so there was a man in the line at the shop and I was like, look, I'm not feeling comfortable. Please just wait with us while we see what happens to this girl, what car she goes into with this guy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it turned out to be something that was nothing. It was just a drunk uncle and the whole family was in a bucky. Well, that's the story they told us, but we went to a woman at the car mm-hmm. and we were like, what's going on? she was being grabbed. I didn't like the way she was being treated in the store. Is she safe? Mm -hmm. And obviously it could have been something entirely different. For all I know, they could have been lying to me and they could have Mm -hmm. said, I'm her auntie or I'm her mother and it's fine. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like it made me realize as long as you're unobservant, there's so much that you're not seeing. As soon as I heard that story, I read it on Facebook about the air hostess who literally saved a girl's life. I was like, we need to be looking at How did she save her life? Yeah, like what happened? So she, I think the thing was that this girl was seated between two big guys. Mm -hmm. And when it came to asking her what food she would like, if she was taken, if she was okay, you know, as a, as cabin crew do on a flight, she, these men were speaking for her. And that's one of the things to look out for when, and she was not making eye contact. Another thing to look out for, you know, if you suspect someone has been trafficked. Mm. Um, and she was not making eye contact and she was not speaking for herself. They would, they would say, she will have this. She's fine. Leave her alone. And they were super dismissive. So that got the air hostess um, on alert. Yeah. So then when, I think at some point when the men were sleeping, this air hostess, I think, kind of indicated to the girl that, you should go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And the air hostess had le- left, I think, paper or a serviette and a pen in the bathroom for her to write on. And she just wrote, help me. And she went back to after the bathroom. And that's when the air hostess knew something is wrong. Yeah, I just got We need to. Yeah. So she called the captain. They phoned ahead to the airport they were arriving at. Mm-hmm. And even though the men tried to strong arm the air hostess, she was like, police are here. They are waiting. This girl has said she's not safe. She's coming with us. And the story went global and it may, I think it was awareness for all of us to realize we're overlooking a lot. We are overlooking a lot. And we need to, for ourselves, we need to be the voices for other women, for other kids, because the system is letting them down. Mm. I mean, there was another story when we were in high school, I went to an all-girls school and it was a religious all-girls school. So there was like an order of nuns who operated like around the world and they run a house in Pretoria that specifically looks at rehabilitating women who have been victims of human trafficking Mm -hmm. and they have managed to escape, however, and they rehabilitate them there. And one of the women from that house came to talk to us a couple of years ago or like when I was still in high school, making it sound like I'm young. Um, <laughs> it was a long time. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it. Uh-huh. She was perfect and she was in Cape Town. She was in a prostitution ring mm. and she managed to escape one day. I don't know if it was like through a high window or something. She managed to escape. She ran down a main road, went straight to the police station mm-hmm. and she said, I've been part of a prostitution ring um i'm scared i don't have contact with my family please help me this is my name 
And the policeman picked up the phone. He phoned the pimp and he's like, your girl got out. Come get her. Wait. <laughs> Wait, what? So these they are involved. Everywhere. Literally, they have connections everywhere. Everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Everywhere. So mm. she went back to the house, basically. She ended up, the guy went, goodness knows, you know, whatever it is, like the Longstreet police station or wherever, whatever the main road was that she was on. Yeah. That poli- police station, they kept her. Her pimp came and fetched her. Mm. And obviously she must have paid the price in some way or form, but only the good Lord knows how she managed to escape again. And then she learned not to go to a police station. Mm. And she got out and then she was in rehabilitation, trying to live a normal life again in Pretoria. But dude, it was wild. Like, you, you can't trust state security because, again, people are desperate for an extra cut of money. They are desperate for a bit of power. Yes. You don't know what lengths people will go to. Yes. And that is the scary thing. Yeah, very true. Sell your cousin, sell your friend, you know, sell your child. Mm. It's, it's wild. Yeah, guys, that, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I think this topic is quite a broad one like you could go on and on and on with stories mm. and links into like you mentioned earlier on links into like sexual assault like rape and everything organ have harvesting because that's another big issue we actually even have this because of witchcraft and whatever it's wild yeah mm. like it's crazy I, I think we'll need like another whole episode yeah i think we should have a part two yeah yeah for all of this <laughs> Yeah, but thank you so much, ladies. Um, I think for me, one thing I'm taking away from this conversation is to be observant, open my eyes, listen to my intuition, and be as ready as I can be. Because unfortunately, the world is, it's not in our favor. Things are not in our favor. If it means getting in my car and locking the the doors, Mm. that's what I'm going to do. Get pepper spray, you know, and like we keep saying, talk about these things, you know? Because the more we talk about it, the more people yeah. come out and they're like, oh shit, that happened to me. And I didn't feel okay with that, but I also didn't know that, that is wrong. wrong. Mm. You know, I just had a feeling. Yeah. So for me, um, that's... Yeah, and once you know that something is wrong, you're able to tell the next person such that they don't have to go through what you went through. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. And people are animals out there and I think you need to touch into that intuition. It's animal instinct. You need to trust it because people are dogs, they are predators. If you label criminals like with that language, that animal instinct, you understand why it's there. If you yeah. want to run, go run. run. Don't don't be like don't be like the white girl in the horror movie who walks yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> shower. Why? Don't go through the basement. Don't do it. <laughs> and the Dude, worst part, don't we'll be singing like, girl, don't. I don't sing in the shower because I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna die. I'm grabbing my stuff. I'm so glad that nowadays, like, showers don't have shower curtains because you're. <laughs> 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 you, you can see, see the person. You're like, yay, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah thank you so much ladies um yeah i hope you enjoy the rest of your day this was really fun thank you i learned so much thank and absolutely thank you for the invite yeah. <laughs> bye. Bye. bye enjoy your day. Bye.